Welcome to Scary Basement. Each week, me and my friend Mikey are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this very basement, which contains the backup crown of the third Demon King of Hell, the rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and a Cerberus that just looks really, really good in three matching sets of scarves. I'm Roxy Polk. And I'm Mikey McCaller. Mikey, let's start out, as we always do, with the uh, scariest things that happened to us this week. So what went down in your real life outside of the scary basement that spooked you to your very bones? Roxy, this one's real upsetting. Okay. It it strikes to the core of who I am. I think that I am developing an allergy to my favorite Starbucks drink. You love Starbucks, Mikey. Oh, no. I know. I I write there. It's where I spend so much time. It's basically my office. office. It's my office. (laughs) You know me so well. And- (laughs) I always get the same drink. I get a medium hot quad soy latte, no foam at 100 degrees. And now, whenever I get it, my tongue gets all itchy. Itchy. Okay. Itchy. So is is it like closing up your throat or it's just like your tongue or what? No, it's just like it's just like kind of prickly. It's kind of it kind of feels That sounds unpleasant. I don't know if enough about allergies. Are you sure that's something that an allergy can do? Well, here's the other thing, Roxy. It did happen right after I ran over an old crone in my car. Mikey, not you too. You didn't learn from my mistake in the past when I ran over that old crone. (laughs) No, no, no. There's one old crone who's just in my neighborhood and presumably in yours. And yeah, I ran her over. I lifted her up by like, I was like, oh my God, ma'am, are you okay? And she rubbed her hand along my face and she said, allergic to coffee. And then she turned into crows and flew away. Okay. Well, she straight up said allergic to coffee. So I think, yes, now you do have in fact Mm -hmm. an allergy to coffee. But is it all coffee or just that your favorite coffee? God, we're going to find out. Okay. You might have to swap to tea. <laughs> Roxy, what happened to you that's scary? Um, the, the thing that happened to me that's really scary is I decided to treat myself and use some nail polish. Mm-hmm. My favorite nail polish that I got from my childhood best friend for like my birthday last year. And I was really excited. I was like, cool. I, I never make it a point or not never, but I... Since the pandemic, I don't have a reason to go out as much, so painting my nails isn't as fun if I don't get to show them off. Uh, so I don't do it that often. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it this week because I feel like it. Mm-hmm. I went to go open it. Crusty. Dried up. Can't Krusty. use it. Crusty. Completely dead. And it's my favorite color. And not only is the bottle that I had done so, I cannot use it. I went to go look up to see if I could order another one. Discontinued. Out of stock. It's Never gone. Never again. Yep, it's been obliterated from the face of the earth, Mikey. Roxy, your nail polish has gone to a better place. I'll never feel whole again. (laughs) Uh, I also forgot to mention that when I picked up that old crone, she rubbed the other side of my face and said, your friend's nail polish, (laughs) and then flew away. (laughs) She she remembered what I had done in the past, didn't she? She was just like, just by association, you get to get God again. Yeah. Well, listen, Roxy. All right. First of all, don't just assume it's you. I've got a lot of friends. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of them had traumas with their nail polish this I week. I mean, I was just thinking causation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to have to make a list and then cross-reference it with how many people got nail polish curses on them. And uh, that's how we're going to solve that mystery. Great. But uh, you, know, you know what a mystery that we don't have to solve is? The movie what? for this week. <laughs> that's, hey, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Especially we have a the the robotic host of the scary basement. What is what is his role in the scary basement now that I'm thinking about it? He loves to do the intro. I think he he sensed that I was about to take the intro thunder from him and he was like, No, 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 and he started rolling in. I did the see shadows. him scurrying up, like So here he is. For the record, I am a robot butler, so therefore I buttle the scary basement. But because I am also a demon, I do so evilly. Anyway, this week you were tasked with watching the 2010 film Troll Hunter, written and directed by Andre Ovredal and starring Otto Jesperson, Robert Stoltenberg, and Knut Nerum. Did you watch the film, or your soul's forfeit? Yes, I watched Troll Hunter. What about you, Mikey? I did. I watched it with my eyes. Good. That's that's usually how you should watch a movie. Good job. <laughs> For anybody who hasn't seen Troll Hunter, what do you say you and I do a quick uh, plot recap? Yeah, let's do it. We open on three university students, Thomas, Johanna, and Kale. Who's that his name? Kale? Kale Kale? I can't remember, honestly. Mm, I was different. looking at it's subtitles so much. Yep. 
Anyhow, these three university students are making a documentary about a suspected bear poacher named Hans. They interview locals who think that the tracks look weird, and even talk to Finn, the top guy at the Norwegian Wildlife Board, who tells them that those bear tracks are perfectly normal. The students follow Hans, who rejects their interview request, so instead they follow him in secret at night when he leaves his campsite. They end up in the middle of a forest and get lost, when suddenly Hans runs by, chased by something huge that then bites Thomas in the darkness. The students aren't convinced when Hans tells them it was a troll, but ask again if they can film him, and this time... Hans agrees, as long as they do exactly as he instructs. The following day, Hans has all three university students rub something called troll stench on themselves to hide their scent, and asks them if they believe in God or Jesus, because apparently, get this, a troll can smell the blood of a Christian man and will try to kill them. Hans also reveals his weapon, which he uses against the trolls, a powerful UV ray that emulates sunlight. Keep in mind, sunlight will kill a troll almost instantly. Some turn to stone, some just straight up explode depending on their age, but that's how this guy is going to take the fight to the trolls. They then see their first troll. A three-headed giant troll, in fact. Hans is able to turn this troll to stone and tells them the real reason why he allowed them to document him. He's tired of working for little pay and bad management and wants the students to reveal the hidden truth about the organization and the trolls to the public. Hans reveals he works for TSS, the Troll Security Service. Took him a long time to come up with that one. <laughs> this secret government organization fakes bear tracks and dumps bear corpses at places where trolls have appeared to mask the damage. They also gives them a cover story if the public comes and asks it. This is confirmed when they run into Finn again, and he says he will take all of their footage eventually so he can keep this secret. Hans's job is to kill the trolls who threaten populated areas. He says the trolls have been acting strangely aggressive as of late, and the only way to find out why they're acting so strange is to get a blood sample and get it tested. That night, they use live goats as bait to lure a troll out from under a bridge, just long enough to get a sample. They're able to get the sample, and Hans kills it with his light gun. They then take the sample to a vet who tells them that the results will take a few days. Our heroes then follow a trail of destruction to an abandoned mine and get trapped in a cave when the pack of trolls that live there come back early. To our group's horror, Kale reveals he is a Christian. Earlier, he was lying. He loves the Lord. Ooh, wants to kiss the Lord. The trolls quickly sniff him out and the gang has to run. Sadly, Kale is killed when they try to escape. But also, now he gets to go meet his favorite god. So uh, maybe not the worst ending for old Kale anyhow. Yeah, you know, I guess that. You got a good point there. So now with their cameraman dead, they get a new camera woman who is a Muslim. But Hans is not exactly sure how the trolls will react to her if they get close. So best to just keep her away from them if possible, just to be safe. They follow the trail of a 50 to 100 meter tall troll, the big one they've been hunting this entire time. And Tomas, or Thomas, begins to get sick from the wound he sustained at the beginning of the movie. They then learn from a call from the vet that the troll blood sample tested positive for rabies. Oh, uh, that's right. Thomas has troll rabies now. They eventually find the giant troll, and after a tense fight and chase, Hans sends the rest of them away and goes after it on his own. He doesn't want them all to get killed. He is able to kill it just as TSS agents show up, and everybody scatters to the winds. The epilogue shows a news clip from the Prime Minister mentioning the existence of trolls, and the press not understanding. We learned that the students disappeared, and all that was found was their uncut footage that we have been watching. And that's Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. Roxy. <laughs> uh-huh. You know when you say a word over and over and over and it just loses all its meaning? It just sounds like sounds? Uh-huh. Yeah. Troll. Troll, troll, troll. Troll, 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 troll. troll. said the word troll. Even in another language, troll. I feel like I've heard the word troll so many times. <laughs> I think that they actually pronounce it that way, too. Like in Norwegian, it is just the word troll, I think. That rules. Because I feel like I, I'm not an expert or anything, but when I would hear it and read it in the subtitles, I'm pretty sure like they were straight up saying troll. I'm sure if anybody listening knows Norwegian, they can yay or nay what I just said. But This is so wild. I feel like I might have completely eliminated all dialogue from this movie in my own head. And was just reading okay. it because like there is literally a scene like very early on when Hans, the hunter, is off the first time they one of the first times they meet him and the camera crew is like following him and he runs out of the woods. It's right before our guy gets bitten and he just goes 
troll. Yeah. I don't remember what sound he made with his mouth <laughs> when he, I was watching the movie. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just because I was reading the subtitle. I could have sworn he just said troll, but I, I don't know. I have to rewatch it. Also, it's just funny that instead of being like, run, danger, he just yells troll. <laughs> and they're like, we don't know what to do with that. And so it takes them a while before they actually do anything and run. And then that's when like Tomas gets bitten in the darkness. And he's, no, trolls aren't real. I got, I don't know what I got bit by, but can't be a troll, right? Can't be a and troll. So, like that's, that's what causes them to follow. Even though he's got like, troll slime all over him too, because it bit, bit him. And it had a giant mouth, I guess. So, like part of his head was probably in its mouth or something. Roxy, I don't have an answer to this question, but I would love to start brainstorming it with you. Okay. I am getting really exhausted as we watch all these horror movies of the part in the movie when like, listen, this movie was on HBO Max. We went and we, you highlighted, you searched Troll Hunter, and then you went and you highlighted it and you clicked your button to select it. The poster of the film is people standing between the trolls, right? The button I had to press to watch this is trolls. This movie is about trolls. Yes. I am finding myself so frustrated with the parts of the movie when the characters are just like, what do you mean trolls? Are trolls real? I'm just like, I know they're gonna be real. The movie's about trolls. I don't need to be explained. I mean, they get on board pretty quickly. because They do. Because even though they're like, we don't know if we believe that, they're still like, well, we're going to follow him because we know that something weird is going on. And then I think it's, what, the next the next scene when they see their car turned over? Or no, it's mm -hmm. even the same scene. Because they get in his car and he's like, okay, I'll drive you to your car. And then they drive to their car and it has been like turned over and squashed. And yeah, a troll did that. And they were like, uh, oh, okay, well, we need to see it, but you can this tell like pretty quickly they're like okay it's like an editing question i feel okay. like let's just the moment somebody says there are trolls you get somebody going what do you mean trolls are trolls real then just show us a troll right then <laughs> like then just have a troll like they kind of do it anyway like our dude gets bitten by a troll like let's just see a troll i just i'm, I'm just like so exhausted by that part where i'm just like it again I, I think we've talked about this probably every single episode of this podcast now probably like i want to know exactly as much as our character Whenever yeah. I'm like, no, trolls are real, and my favorite sweetie, the sound girl, I don't remember her name, uh, uh, by far my favorite character, because she looks like a girl I dated a long time ago. <laughs> oh. action for her. Okay, uh, we're going to have to dig into that later. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing more to it. She physically okay. reminded me of somebody who I used to be attracted to. But whatever, every time she's like, I don't know, you think trolls, and she's mm. I'm just like, I'm having that kind of secondhand embarrassment where... I would feel really embarrassed if I walked into somebody's, like, Super Bowl party and was just like, you really think the Rams are going to win? And then when the Rams win, I would feel like an idiot. Well, I think that's the point, right? Because you as the viewer who clicked on a movie called Troll Hunter know there's going to be trolls. These main characters are like, well, I don't know about that. And then you're like, w when it is revealed to them that trolls are real, they're like, oh, we were dumb. And then you as the viewer, I get guests get to be like see i knew even though you're yeah, i don't want to do that i want to be there with my people yeah it's a little weird i want to be on the same page the thing is too thomas or tomas i can't remember how you're supposed to pronounce his name he gets bitten but doesn't see what bites him huh. also that's happened to me before he literally interacted with a troll but we don't get to see that because there was no camera yeah and so he's kind of like we can trolls? only see or it's like i think he if you were bitten by a troll, would you want to admit that, like, that thing is real? It would change your perception of reality to know that trolls were real and the government was covering it up. So I think there's also those moments in movies, I do think it's frustrating, but I also feel like it's necessary because people have to get over that idea that this thing can't exist in reality. Mm -hmm. And that can't just happen instantly. I mean, I mean, some some characters maybe could, but usually, like, your viewer viewpoint main character is going to be a little more grounded and probably question that before they can finally accept that it's real. Just like you, the viewer, probably should. <laughs> You're not I wrong. Guess. I just want to speed it along. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, my, no. That's my new thing. Like, any t any lingering in that time. There's a right or wrong opinion on it, I guess. <laughs> no, there is. <laughs> oh, okay. It's mine. Oh, sure. Uh-huh, yeah. I started also in this movie keeping track of big stupid phrases that are in almost every horror movie. <laughs> okay. And I'm starting, I'm going to, I'm working, like, once I build this list up a little bit, I'll 
I'd be willing to bet every horror movie has one of these phrases. And the one that started it all was, uh, you can do X, but you have to do exactly as I say. Oh, yeah. I like that line <laughs> a lot. And it's in so many horror movies. The other ones I thought of right away were, um, I'm sorry about your friend. Okay. <laughs> That's yep. a good line to just be like, all right, uh, uh, killing just happened and we have to move on. And the other one I really like is, uh, what is this place? Yes, God, that was even our bet for like literally our second episode was, mm-hmm. are they going to say this are in the descent? Boy, do they. <laughs> so we haven't really touched too much on the fact that while this is technically a horror movie, it is a found footage horror movie satire as well. I didn't pick up much satire vibes. What what, what would you say it's, it satirizes? Um, I think because it's giving these extremely ridiculous scenarios, but like the characters and the actors play them like so straight to make mm-hmm. it believable. So it pulls itself off as an individual movie mm-hmm. and not as much satire itself. Most of the actors in this are like comedians. I don't know if you knew that. That tracks. And like just the concept itself is ridiculous. And like think about when they are trapped in the cave with the trolls and they like literally have a sequence where the trolls fart on them. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, where it's like they turn this scary situation where you've got the camera up the main character, or not main characters, the cameraman's nose because it's like Blair Witch and they're trapped in this uh, dark cave. So they're using the, uh, was it night vision as well? And then (laughs) the trolls just fart on them and continue to. (laughs) I do remember liking the actors all doing these comical, like pitching their nose, waving their hand in front of their face. Yeah. They're like Looney Tunes animated characters who have to communicate to the audience that there is something bad smelling going on. Yeah, so I think that they're like taking this ridiculous concept, but playing it relatively straight Mm -hmm. and then filming it, you know, like how why would the characters keep filming these things when they're dying or whatever or Mm -hmm. like chasing down a story? And then when they're presented with these government officials who are like, we're not going to let you keep your footage. And then at the end of the movie, they're running away because they actually get caught. Uh It's kind of like it. It feels very playful up until the moment where, one, their cameraman gets eaten. But then it still kind of feels playful because they immediately replace him. And then, Uh like, it's this camera woman who is Muslim. So they're like, okay, you're not Christian, right? And she's like, no, I'm Muslim. And they're like, oh, okay, thank God. We have to talk about this. Then then Hans is like, wait. But, like, that that doesn't... It's more about if you believe in God, period, I think. So we don't know if that's going to track. That's my whole thing. That's my whole thing. Number one... It was so funny when he said, are any of you Christian? Yeah. That's like one of I my- I thought you would find that funny. Just aesthetic choices. It's like, it's yeah. funny to me that like, I don't know, Christianity is so like weird and ephemeral that to have like tangible stakes to it is very funny. The question of whether a Muslim woman counts the same as a Christian in terms of the smell got me down, Roxy, a theological <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. Because- I, I think- I think- before you go super deep into it, I think some of it is just kind of like local folklore and local religion adjacent. So if trolls don't exist in Muslim countries, they're not going to care about But like if trolls did, I think they would care. I think that's more of what I was trying to do. But I think... I could see that. But what is... <laughs> okay. In a broader term then, because this is going to be a longer conversation. What is the tangible act of belief? That is creating a chemical in these people's bodies that is being emitted to it. I would argue, Roxy, okay, that the thing a Christian person is doing when they have a feeling towards a higher power is the exact same as a Muslim person. And therefore, there should be no difference. Yeah. So I think that's why Hans is like, I don't know if that actually makes it any better. I just haven't palled around with a Muslim person while hunting the troll, so I can't say for certain. Let's just make sure she stays away from it. (laughs) Yeah, I forget. Did she give off the the religion smell? They never got close enough to it, because, like, after they hire her, they're just going after the big one, which is just one big giant fight where they're basically being aggressive about it. They're not trying to, like, stealthily hunt it or anything. Gotcha. Okay. And he, that's really funny, actually, like, the thing he uses to enrage and attract that troll to him for, like, the final confrontation, he plays Jesus music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, like, so mad, it's very funny. (laughs) What is, like, I can buy the movie saying, like, there is a, you know, like, love is a chemical, right? Like, that's, like, the way our bodies biologically break down. Love is, like, this ephemeral magic feeling, but it does affect us it does have physical sensations in our bodies and i can buy that religion has the same thing but that jesus specifically it's like 
To me, well, that is the movie saying <laughs> that Jesus is like the truth. <laughs> like, I think the people who got it right <laughs> okay. are the ones who are smelly by trolls. Maybe. So I think it has to do with the fact that like pagan religions believe in things like fairies and trolls are like fairies. They'd be classified as fairies as a kind of creature in Europe. I mean, feel feel free again if I'm completely missing the point. Let let me know if it's a little more specific. But so basically it's more like a pagan belief. Mm-hmm. And Christians came and demolished all of the pagan beliefs and replaced it with their own sort of thing. So I got the sense that it came from that. So like that's why they would not want they would not be down with christians or people who specifically believe in like christian theology or jesus i i like that explanation thematically quite a bit yeah like that that's what i just assumed but then again if you're not really if you don't even know a cursory thing about like what trolls are classified as or like what they're like then Mm. i could totally see like how you didn't get that initially (laughs) can we talk for a minute about this character hans Yes, Han, the Witcher. (laughs) Kind of rules. He kind of rules a lot. There's a lot of mystery about him at the beginning, even though, like, again, we know he's a troll hunter. The movie is called Troll Hunter. Uh Uh-huh. He's the titular troll hunter. The the idea that he's been doing this for a long time and is just kind of fed up is, like, a fun take on this kind of character to me. Well, he also has this part, like, when he talks about a horrible thing that the government basically made him do. They were mm-hmm. like, they just wanted to make this road bypass. I didn't want, I told them they shouldn't because it's huge troll territory and there's a ton of trolls there. Just make it somewhere else. And the government said, no, fuck that. We just want to put our road there. Go massacre all of those trolls. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he had to kill like babies, mothers, pregnant mothers. And he's mm-hmm. like real upset about it. That's one of the things that like this ridiculous concept when you think about it, like, oh yeah, d- goofy giant trolls are real. And you gotta fight him, and the government's keeping him under wraps. When you just say that on its own, it can sound very goofy, but then, like, the way the actors play it, you feel that he is really upset and, like, done with this shit. Mm -hmm. Because he's having to kill these creatures who are, they're not very intelligent, but they're essentially, you know, like, how you would do bear control or something. Mm -hmm. How you would do, like, wild animal preservation kind of thing. So, like, he doesn't hold any animosity towards them. They're just, like, kind of animals that he has to keep in check to make sure humans aren't killed by them. But, like, he doesn't want to just straight up murder them. He knows that they're, like, creatures with their own life cycle, lifespan. Some of them are, like, over a thousand years old. Mm-hmm. You know? So he he hates that the government doesn't care about the lives of not only these trolls, but him as well. Because, like, they don't pay him shit for it. His entire life is surrounded by this. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he does anything outside of his job. You know? It's kind of, like, his whole deal. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. No, he's just like a really well-drawn character with interesting complexities. Like, I think there is a way to frame this character up as more bounty huntery or more like yeah. kind of like loves the thrill of the hunt. Like, I, obviously, there are a thousand ways you could take this character. But I think that this kind of sensitive bureaucrat is like a really fun, interesting way to play him. Who's just like, he's like a middle manager. Well, he's not even like a bureaucrat. He, yeah, he's like beholden to the bureaucrat. So we see like yeah. Finn, the bureaucrat guy who is Rude, kind of an asshole, doesn't care, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't want the kids to film anything, obviously, because that's part of his job, but he is an asshole about it and is like, I'll take that footage from you. And there's three of them and he's just kind of like, he he does look like a middle management guy. He's not very threatening or anything. He's wearing kind of like yeah. a windbreaker, like he's not even wearing like a suit or anything. There's nothing that sets him apart to make him more threatening. And yet at the end of the movie, there's black vans that are chasing them down and you cut to black with them getting out of their car to go get the kids like they're chasing the kids through the snow and you never it's just assumed that they killed them sure or like the one kid thomas who had <laughs> the troll rabies probably died from the troll rabies and then joanna you don't know i thought for sure when he got bit that he was gonna turn into a troll oh really okay i was so confident they were gonna werewolf him yeah, I mean, like, they could have done something with that if it hadn't been rabies specifically, if it had just been, like, a bite who's going to turn into a troll. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the big, not twist of the movie, but the big reveal is, like, these trolls are out on the prowl because one of them has rabies. Yeah, because they're usually not that aggressive because people don't know about them and they're mm-hmm. not doing the cover-ups that often. But, like, something weird is happening where they're coming closer and, like, attacking each other, I guess, more often, too kind of like that as a not reveal reveal it was just like sort of like yeah it's just a thing that happens in the wilderness to animals sometimes well the thing is too because now we know tomas has it 
Mm-hmm. Okay, dude, you have rabies. You need to, that will kill you. You need mm-hmm. to get a vaccine, or I guess we just accept the fact that you're going to die soon, I guess. Like, maybe it's too late for you. Like, his, his reaction- Roxy, to- did you have, there was some kind of children's book that my grandma had at her house. It was like a kid's book about rabies. Really? Okay. About right. like the, and it was like the, it was like two kids and they're playing and one of them gets bit by a dog and she dies. She's like a little girl who dies. And it's like, oh, but thankfully that doesn't have to happen anymore because it was a book about the inventor of the rabies vaccine. Oh, okay. And that stirred up in me. I was like, oh, so like, I remember growing up thinking both rabies is something I should be terrified of and also that it's not a big deal. And so as this kid is revealed to have rabies, I like kind of started feeling anxious about it for that same reason. Because I was like, mm-hmm. well, well, maybe not enough time has elapsed yet and he can, he'll can he still be safe. But I was like, in my head, I was like, no, he's had rabies too long. Yeah, like you have to get it treated very quickly. And I think it's like several shots and stages and you need them very specifically. I remember hearing a story about how they don't stock it as well in hospitals. And it is a kind of a nightmare to get your hands on it if you think you need it. Hmm. Whether it's just like the American healthcare system being a pile of shit because it is, or just like you said, it's not as big of a issue. So like they don't keep it on hand all the time. So it makes it harder to get because of scarcity. Well, that's why I always carry a couple of rabies vaccines with me. Yeah, uh, and like that tetanus shot and, uh, you know, the COVID vaccination too. I, insulin, we all know you like to be careful. Adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Anything Testosterone. Anything I might need to inject in myself. I carry a little fanny pack, and uh, oh boy, does it get me uh, some looks uh, as I'm going through the airport. Well, I mean, you won't have to worry about getting troll rabies, Mikey, so I think there's merit to doing that, Listen, <laughs> to wearing the should. fanny pack and sacrificing your fashion and uh, maybe getting arrested by TSA. <laughs> Roxy, what would you say is the big idea of this movie? Um, I guess we kind of touched on it a bit. I mean, I feel like this movie is trying to do... Quite a few things. For me, the thing that stuck out maybe the most that I feel like I can latch on to, and maybe it's just the most straightforward read of it, I don't know, just how your your government is doing things you don't know about, doing it kind of poorly, not doing like the greatest cover up, but they're still not going to tell you things. And they're keeping mm-hmm. things from you that can hurt you, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And whether you become like a casualty in that or not, they don't care. Yeah, it it feels very like it's very callous. And especially with you having like Hans, who is kind of the face of empathy for this, just being like, I've been doing this for decades and it's bullshit and (laughs) everything Mm -hmm. around it is bullshit. So I need to like tell people about it. I had the same thought. I feel like this movie's uh, primary antagonist is the general idea of bureaucracy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is fun. Like, r- like uh, trolls are kind of like amoral. They're not good or bad. They're just yeah, sort they're just of like lumbering wild about. Wild animals. Yeah, right. they don't. They don't have any sort of ill intent. They're just yeah. They're just wild animals doing their wild animal thing. And so like when we're seeing the the bureaucrats be like inept, they have these like ski poles that have fake bear paws that oh, they yeah. like use to make <laughs> bear tracks. And at one point they get them they... flipped. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so they ask like somebody's looking at the bear tracks and they're like. It was Thomas asking him. He's like yeah. looking at him and being like, hey, is the bear cross-legged? Is the bear walking? Is the bear yeah. cross-legged? It's like, these are the villains of the movie. These are who yeah. we're trying to overcome. And It's also, oh man, we haven't even touched upon like the Polish guys either, which is like another thing that kind of pokes out like the satire comedy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in these bears. They'll bring in like a bear corpse and then have to shoot it after it's dead to make it look like a poacher killed it. And like Uh that was the thing that knocked over these trees or did this disturbance over here, not a troll. And they've just got like these Polish dudes in a van who are like speaking in broken English because Polish and Norwegian, I'm assuming, is different. So they're like, well, English is more universal to Norwegian people than Polish would be maybe. I don't know. But so they bring in, like, a bear corpse, and, like, the kids ask, where did you get it from? And they're just like, we just got it from a zoo. (laughs) Just straight up, like, took a bear from the zoo, killed it, and threw it up there. And you hear when the bureaucrat guy is giving the story to news reporters who come to, like, cover it. He's like, yeah, it's a bear that wandered all the way through, like, Russia and Siberia and, like, a bunch of other countries to, like, show up here. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) it makes sense why this species of bear would be here. It's it's very frightening, <laughs> like like this yeah. idea that like I think what's kind of effective about this movie and its 
and why I think it is saying more than I initially gave it credit for. Like, I was kind of just like, we're sort of just chasing trolls. Like, I don't really know what we're doing here. Like, the the ending of this movie that takes these inept, silly bureaucrats, like, the bureaucracy is played for jokes most of the way through. Like, Hans is filling out forms throughout the movie. Yeah, and they even show it. And at the end, the bureaucracy wins. (laughs) Yeah. No matter how powerful individually or or no matter how tangible our proof these systems win and the fact that it's not just this stupid idiot finn guy like that it's these like faceless black trucks at the end it's just like Mm -hmm. we're working against inhumanity here we're not going up against an inept bald guy who crisscrosses bare feet we're going up against a system if we're trying to reveal these truths and it's just like it it the ending kind of bugged me in, a, I think, a good way, just in the sense that, like, it's very bleak. It's, like, kind yeah. of bleak. They don't yeah. succeed. They don't save any trolls. Like, this little adventure that they go on just ends with them being defeated by the same system that allowed them to run rampant in the first place. Yeah, and, like, you don't know what happens to the kids, so it's kind of like, you assume they've either been incarcerated or they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then Hans himself, he kills that last giant troll and then sort of, like, rides off. You don't know what mm-hmm. happens to him either. And I think the camera woman is the one who got out the footage because, like, she runs and there's some other car that I think she sees right before, mm. maybe. Because, like, the footage, the whole premise of, like, the movie itself is that this footage was found. It had, like, a lot more time on it, but they cut it up to be cinematic so it can be presented in chronological order mm. as a movie. So, like, they finish the film that these students were trying to make. Mm. And then they've got that clip of the epilogue, which is, like, partially from a real conference, I think. Yeah. Because they show, like, the fake, bu- or the bureaucrat guy from the movie like, sitting next to him, but he's, like, not really sitting next to that guy, obviously, because that was mm-hmm. from, like, a real conference. And I think he did say the word troll in it, and so, like, either he said it or they, like, dubbed it over or something, but, like, they mixed in some real footage with mm-hmm. their own, like, fake footage to, you know, which again make is it feel like- more grounded. Is so frightening. It's just like, like the highest levels of power know about this, and to them, it's not a big deal. And we have no hope for change. And Hans, like I think Hans, like embodying this sort of Wild West outlaw figure, riding off into the sunset at the end, is just like, okay, I tried to change this system. The system is unchangeable. It's best for me to move on. Mm, Yeah, a great Wild West uh, trope. That's what the sunset ride off always is about. It's realizing. That even though I helped to build this society, I no longer fit within it. Yeah, and kind of like he's been living outside of it for so long anyway. Mm-hmm. You get this brief moment of the vet, the vet lady who would like test the blood. Right. She loved him. Yeah, like they have some sort of relationship, whether it's a friendship or more. She seems to be the only person they, they give each other a hug is like he leaves, basically. Mm-hmm. So she seems to be the only human he really has any positive contact with as far as we know because we Mm -hmm. only see him interact basically with the kids the boss bureaucrat guy and her so it kind of gives you like a different aspect to his character to be like yeah he probably maybe he would have liked to have taken out this nice vet lady but he could never ask her because he's just doing his shitty job that he hates i you know i am literally just piecing this together now as i say it but like i am kind of liking this movie a lot more thinking about it through the lens of a western as opposed to yeah i didn't even think about that at all bringing that up is an interesting point yeah he he kind of functions as the canonical outlaw character he's just sort of doing his own thing like desperado i guess yeah the same Uh, well uh, definition i'm not sure uh, why can't i think of a western trope uh white hat <laughs> you know a lot of times they oh, won't yeah, even yeah. name these characters because yeah, they yeah. are they are archetypes more than they are characters and hans kind of has those vibes to me like he's got that cool wild west outlaw who he certainly has a code a code yes. that he is being forced to break consistently by his job yeah which is kind of interesting you know a lot of old west heroes like open up after this you know they did their horrible thing and now they're living on the farm until this final (laughs) mission pulls them out Mm -hmm. uh this is his final mission this is him realizing like the thing i'm doing is not working for me anymore and i'm going to finally this movie is the beginning of him deciding to live by his code for the first time interesting yeah that's cool cool. okay i like this movie a lot (laughs) i liked it i liked it plenty before but now i'm like oh this is this is hitting some buttons for me good 
I'm glad. Yeah. This is a uh, this was your first time seeing it, correct? Yes, this is the first time I saw it. Yeah, I had seen it before uh, a while back, so it was fun to rewatch it again with kind of like a more critical eye knowing that we were going to like be talking about it. Yeah. And I liked it just as much if not more the second time I saw it. <laughs> this is great. Roxy, there is a final set piece that is going to lead me to a question that I have for you. Okay. Oh, oh my god. We've talked about this before. My specific fear of giant things <laughs> yeah, was that's activated right. by yep. this final troll that is very large. It's the biggest <laughs> troll. It's as, as big yeah. a troll as they make. It's like a, they say like a Jotunar or something, which is from mythology, you know? I know that from God like, of War. Yeah, or like if you've seen any of the Thor movies, they talk about it there too, which they, they use quite a few references and stuff from things like, you know, myths or legends mm. uh, in that part of the world, which was neat if you have any kind of inkling to have heard about them before but this troll is very big yes it's huge <laughs> it's like what 50 to 100 meters tall i think they said yes <laughs> roxy if you or uh-huh. i were in the world of this movie and seeing this troll it would be the biggest thing we ever saw but since we're not That's very true since we exist in the real world uh-huh. what is the biggest thing you've ever seen the biggest thing i've ever seen I mean, I've seen plenty of skyscrapers, but that's like, whatever, generic skyscrapers. I'd say Those like- Those are supposed to be big. Yes, exactly. I'd say like the biggest, most impressive thing I've seen, it was like a landmark, because uh, I have never seen a, a living giant creature like a troll <laughs> yet, yet, um, was uh, London Bridge, I think. I think that's oh. the biggest one. Or actually like Big Ben, maybe. They're in the same- zone my family visited europe once and i got to see both of those things and i think london bridge is bigger maybe they both seem pretty big right like they're both yes they are but only one of them is called literally big ben (laughs) right that's what yeah i guess (laughs) it is called big ben so you'd think it'd be bigger but yeah maybe it's bigger it might just be big for a clock so london bridge has two big spires though so what if Mm. that counts does that count london bridge is bigger I think London Bridge might take it just because it's two big spires plus a big bridge. So yeah. That's three big things combining into one big thing. Yeah. I'd say, okay. Yeah. You convinced me. I okay. will go with, my original, <laughs> go with my original guess, London Bridge. Uh, what about you, Mikey? What is the biggest thing you've ever seen? Horse. Excuse it me? Big, it was a big horse. A horse. I remember being 12 years old and going to horse <laughs> camp. <laughs> you, wait, thinking, what? Like, I hang on a second. I remember being twelve years old and going to a horse camp. That's just a thing been, you can do. I might have been younger than that. I feel like it. it horse feels, camp. Yeah, it was like only like two weeks, and you didn't. It wasn't like a sleepover camp. It was like your parents drive you every day. But okay, for like yeah, two that, weeks, I went huh. to this horse camp, and you okay. rode horses. So and you I learned remember how to ride a horse. You know like, how to ride a horse now? I do. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if I could tap into it. It's been a long time. I mean, time. <laughs> fair. But I just remember thinking. These horses are so big. <laughs> like they were bigger <laughs> than I could have dreamed. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're just like beasts. They're just like they got just big muscles and they're just like rippling shoulders. And it's like, and I'm gonna the control horse. them. You're gonna control I, a buff horse, Mikey. It <laughs> makes me understand horse girls. It's like <laughs> I feel so special that I can take this majestic, powerful beast. And he'll listen to me. Like, yeah. like you feel seen uh-huh. <laughs> riding a horse. I just became a horse girl. In and I mean, this like, ho- yeah, and horses, you know, they have no ill intentions or whatever. Anything they do that you might dislike or might see as animosity, like, they're just an animal. They're not trying to, like, they don't got any agenda. And that's the thing. They could if they wanted to. They're more than big enough. I, I guess. But that's not... <laughs> I mean, I guess. Roxy, on a scale from one to nine, since 10 does not exist in the scary basement, how likely do you think the events of the movie Troll Hunter are to happen here in the real world? Um, So I think I averaged it out to two out of nine, but only because trolls are the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Government, clumsy government cover-ups with a bunch of bureaucratic bullshit that somehow fails its way into succeeding sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, nine out of nine that happens, but something as big as trolls would not be able to go unseen. <laughs> so I I had similar thoughts. I gave it a three. Okay. Because again, like 
like you said, cryptids make sense. Like I, I buy that there are some sort of government conspiracies that like are trying to keep these things quiet, but ones that are that big and mm-hmm. there are that many of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that like, I don't know, rabies has been around for a while. Like none of them got rabies before. Like this is the first time <laughs> it just feels like my, one of my big like core beliefs of the world is that like conspiracy theories don't really like probably aren't true because human beings are too dumb to pull them off. Like they would have mm-hmm. leaked or we would have made a mistake. And I think this movie is kind of about how many mistakes these people make. Yeah. And so like we would have found out about them by now. Yeah. Yep. I think also like they're not exactly covering up the troll tracks. They're just adding bear tracks and being like, <laughs> nobody knows what troll tracks look like. So they want to look for them, right? <laughs> it's very ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, uh, we had a bet last week, Mikey, which boy, was. How many different species of trolls were in the movie? I said three. Yep. And I said six. How many did you count? So the answer, I think, because some of them we see them in the dark, so I don't know if they're the same species as some of the ones we see before. Mm -hmm. So could could possibly be wrong about this, but I counted five unique trolls that I could tell. They only tell us like maybe three or four different species specifically, like go out of their way to say it, because there's like... The three-headed one, the giant one, the ones in the cave, the one at the bridge, and then mm-hmm. like the one at the start that we didn't get to see, I was its own breed as well. So I counted five. I think you're right. I counted four, but I think you're at the moment you said like that one at the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, they were describing that was a it's like Fringle, Ringle Finch. Or you know what, like Roxy, <laughs> Roxy, I am going to be pedantic with you. Okay. I believe that the question, at least what I wrote down here for our bet, was how many types of trolls do we see? Oh, okay. Well, then it would be uh, four, I guess. In which case, I would win. Unless it is the same as the species of the one that is on the bridge. See, that's the the thing where I was like, I don't know if they're the same. And even then, it would be four also. I guess so. Yeah, let me see. Okay, so there's the one that bites Thomas that we don't Mm -hmm. see, but we get told what breed it is then there's the three-headed one which is the first one that our main characters actually see Mm -hmm. which is a different one then there's the one at the bridge Mm -hmm. which could be the same as the first one but could be a different one and there's the ones in the cave Mm -hmm. which again those could even be the same species as the one the bridge or the first one that we don't see don't know Mm -hmm. unclear then there's the big giant one at Mm -hmm. the end so that's what i'm saying like we see four different types for yeah. Sure. Yep. And the first one we don't since we don't see him, I would disqualify him anyway, but the fact that he could be the same as the ones in the cave or the one on the bridge, I think the answer is four. I think we gotta go four. Yeah, I think uh I think you you have convinced me, Mikey. I think I think it is four. Officially, I hope the winner of this doesn't get to live while the other dies, because I would feel really bad about <laughs> arguing. <laughs> <laughs> it led to you being murdered by our friend Demonbot. I mean, Demonbot can always pull a surprise on us. We never know when he's going to cash it in. So, no, could I'm be terrified. total, could be an individual episode. We don't know. <laughs> the total score right now, and the main reason I wanted to get that point was because I already wrote down that I got the point and oh, <laughs> didn't okay. want to go back in and change it. <laughs> right now, the score is Roxy 14, Mikey 11. Okay. I won. Catching up. So you got three going for you. All right. Speaking of the demon bot, here he comes marching over, presumably to give us a new movie. Sure hope so. I don't want to think what else he's got in the store if he's not doing that. Congratulations. You have successfully reviewed the film Troll Hunter. Your souls are safe for another week. For next week, you must review the 1993 film Leprechaun written and directed by Mark Jones and starring Warwick Davis, Jennifer Aniston, and Ken Arlant. If you do not, your souls shall be forfeit and I will claim your bodies as my own. Okay, so Roxy, for next week, then, we have to watch the film Leprechaun, starring John Q. Leprechaun. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer (laughs) Aniston. Jennifer Aniston is her name. Jennifer Aniston is her name. I always hey, just, I always accidentally refer to her as John Q. Leprechaun. Yeah, that's something you always do, and you gotta stop doing that, Mikey. You need to, like, get a tattoo so you stop calling her that. Roxy, I went to a big Hollywood party where the entire cast of Friends was there. Joey Lawrence, Matthew Perry, 
uh, Lisa Kudrow, John Q. Leprechaun, Ross. Wait, <laughs> Joey Lawrence was his name? I thought his character was just Joey. Is that his real name? I don't fucking know that dude. Oh, yeah, name. and also John Q. Leprechaun, the famous, uh, what, sixth... <laughs> friend you, of friends you get what i'm going for the point is we're gonna watch leprechaun let's make a bet it's <laughs> just like a time for st patrick's day also Look what a great holiday being a uh, holiday themed i'm proud roxy how many times in the entire film leprechaun do you think the word gold will be said oh my gosh okay um so i feel like there's gonna be a lot of like the leprechaun himself being like gold give me gold or something and then there's gonna be a lot of the characters being like we don't have your gold or here is when the they gold. realize that like oh god he's after the gold like they're gonna yeah. be saying gold a lot so i'm going to swing super big and say 32 times mikey Oof. i think the word gold will be said again i you? already wrote mine down i said 15 i wish 15. i had gone bigger than you <laughs> even bigger okay well, yeah what like, if, that's like, like, if they're like <laughs> if they're being concise about it 15 is the right amount of times to reference gold uh, <sighs> we'll see. All right. That's locked so, in. Yes, that's right, locked. Good. The pact has been sealed. I mean, the bet is confirmed. The one who is closest to the number of times the word gold is said in the film shall be declared the winner. The loser will have to count the many, many times the word gold is said. Wait. Um. Shit, I can't think of a worse punishment than the bet itself. We've been talking about a lot of spooky, scary, depressing, bureaucratic things. <laughs> so how about we talk about something happy, something that's making us happy this week? What, what's what been making you happy this week? You know, I brought it up earlier, but Roxy, the Rams of Los Angeles won the Super Bowl. Oh, did they? Okay. Boy, did they. So not only, I mean... Are they your team now? Are they, they they were the team just, I was rooting for for sure. You know, okay. I, I I live here in Los Angeles, so like that's yeah, nice team or not hometown. Yeah, I guess hometown. <laughs> it was an awesome Super Bowl in general. Okay. Good, but also the this Rams team was full of a number of players who all like had never won a Super Bowl, but like really oh. deserved it. Like good dudes. That's great. The quarterback Matthew Stafford was on the Detroit Lions for his entire career since like 2009 and they just sucked they're a bad team and the first year he got off of the detroit lions he gets to win a super bowl uh jalen ramsey an incredible quarterback got to take home a super bowl ring uh cooper cup was by far the best wide receiver in football this year the player who got it the most is a dude named aaron donald has been objectively the best defensive player in football for the past five years Okay. And he was like, just so sincere in every interview he gave. He's like, I've done everything you can do in football. All I want is that ring. All I want is that Super Bowl. And you could, you could tell there were all these stories of like the Rams were behind in the playoff games. And Aaron Donald was just like, we gotta do, we gotta win this man. We gotta do it. And the very last play, the. Oh, so it was really close. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, God, why can't I even... The Bengals. (laughs) The Bengals had a chance to tie it up. They had one last play, and Aaron Donald was the one who got the sack. He knocked the guy down, ended their last shot to have any momentum, and you could just tell how much it meant to him. You got to see Mm -hmm. him up on the stage with his kids. It's just like, it meant so much to him, and it was just really nice to see. That's great. And I think especially if it was like a close game, you know, that's saying something about the other team like played very well as well, you know? So it's like, even if you lost, you not by much. So it still proves you're good. So that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) What's making you happy, Rox? I uh, have figured out a new secondhand marketplace to like sell my stuff and also hunt for hidden treasures, which is maybe part (laughs) Uh (laughs) diminishes part of the getting rid of stuff part (laughs) Uh (laughs) that initially brought me to it. But we're not sponsored by it, so I'm not going to say the name. But uh, it it's no, allowed me to like. Say, I think say the name. Like if people are inter- this is the thing that's exciting you. I think if people are looking for it, like actually, I want to know because I want to poke around and buy weird okay. old stuff. Uh, it's it's Mercari. Uh, so Mercari. I haven't done like a ton of sales, but I've done like a ton of listings right now. And it's like I've been doing eBay for years, and mm-hmm. eBay is pretty good for what it is. Uh, you can be a lot more specific. You can be a lot more. Uh, in depth, it feels like there's a lot, there's like years of customer service behind it. So it feels like very reliable, but 
uh, for like quick things. Like I, I talked about this on a different episode that I am paring down my pin collection. And so like these tiny little things that like I would have to take a bunch of photos of each one and then like photos on my phone and then upload it to my computer and then upload it to the website and then do a bunch of descriptions for everything um, and then also pay a listing fee. I was just like, I can't do it. That seems insurmountable. And then I Mm -hmm. found this thing, which I had been previously looking for like collectibles and stuff like Resident Evil collectibles, Mikey, maybe you'd be interested. I like those. And so I was like, I can just take a picture of my phone and put it up there with like two sentences to be like, this thing's new, good condition, please somebody take it. <laughs> and then that's, that's just it. Um, so that's been taking like some stress off of me to like get rid of that stuff. But then while well, I'm trying to get rid of this stuff, I'm like, oh, but there's that thing I want. There's that thing somebody <laughs> posted that I want. So <laughs> double-edged sword, Mikey. <laughs> Roxy, you're nothing if not on brand. <laughs> this is true. It's very <laughs> on brand for me. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to check that website out and probably buy some stuff off of it. Roxy, Okay, they better week, sponsor us after this. I'm going to say. I bet they won't. <laughs> I bet they won't. Also. That's, that's my guess. <laughs> Roxy, each week, the demon bot hires a new monster to guard the basement door to keep us from escaping. And yet, each week, we still escape. This week, I brought a weapon. Okay, you've done this in the past, though, Mikey. Where is it? Let me nice see Nice and simple. I brought a shotgun. Okay, that's, shotgun's pretty reliable. Wait, what kind of bullets are in it? Shotgun shells. It's full of shotgun shells. Just normal one. Okay, not like holy water or rock salt or. No, just regular default shotgun shells. So let's just go see what monster was hired. Oh, no. Oh, Roxy. Mikey? It's Antoine Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. Wait, which one was that? Was that the guy with the cattle? He's just a big man who uh, walks around with a, a cattle bolt and he, he yeah, kills people with it. Don't get close to him, okay. Roxy, he's the ultimate embodiment of death. <laughs> Is he looking this way? Can Symbolically, we- there's nothing we can do. What, we can only hope I- to escape and fight okay. another day. Okay, yeah, cheat death. We can do that. We've done it before. Do it again. Here we go. I'm going to make a run for it. No, oh, he shot me. What? Oh. Mikey, why'd you get so close? You didn't have to get that close up to him when you were talking about who You're he right, was. You're right, Roxy. I was looking for notes. <laughs>